This is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedoms. And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell. Hello, everybody. Uh, quite a busy weekend or busy. I uh, went to six, let's see, seven states in four days. And uh, um, so we'll be covering all that. But Brandon, uh, I know you just told me right before this, you've got breaking news. I'm going to turn this over to Brandon first. Uh, I have not had a chance to watch any news, get any news. I've been nonstop today with all the things that happened the last four days regarding which, um, the uh, election crime of 2020. So, Brandon, why don't you take it away? Yeah, we're going to be joined here for just a couple of minutes by Dr. Peter Vincent Pry. For those who maybe don't know, he's a former CIA analyst. He is the former chief of staff of the EMP Congressional Commission and EMP Task Force, uh, and he is a much sought-after expert in relation to Russia, China, EMP nuclear weapons and is very uh, widely published um, and and of course he is not someone that wants to just run off to war uh, for the military industrial complex which is one of the things I appreciate about Dr. Peter Vincent Pry. Uh, we're making contact with him uh, by phone. Logan, do we have Dr. Pry? All right, Dr. Pry is going to join us in just a couple seconds. Well, Brandon, what's going on anyway? What's the news? Anyway, well, what's he coming on for? Let's yep. get a little. Uh, Putin is ordered. Putin is ordered uh, troops to reportedly to eastern Ukraine after formally recognizing the breakaway regions. And so we're going to have Dr. Pry explain to us in in layman terms what this means. Dr. Pry, welcome to the broadcast, the Lindell Report with Mike Lindell, Dr. Pry. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Brandon. How, uh, t take uh, Mike and I through this as, as easily as you can for, for lay people. What does this mean that there are reports that Putin has sent troops into eastern Ukraine after formally recognizing the breakaway regions? I know this is the, the global news story right now, but we want to get your take on it for just a few minutes. But in layman terms, tell us what this means, why this is of concern. Well, it's a not, not surprising escalation of the Ukrainian crisis. The fact of the matter is, uh, you know, Russia has been fighting an undeclared war in that part of Ukraine. That part of Ukraine hasn't belonged to the Ukrainian government, hasn't been under their control for many years. And uh, uh, now by the Russian Duma last week, I think it was, making declaring these independent states, it's, it's the interim step toward incorporating them into Russia, the same process that they followed to swallow up Crimea. And, uh, you know, and so... Uh, that's kind of a, if you know the history of what's been going on, it's a predictable and not all that surprising development. Um, but it, uh, it takes us one step closer to a large-scale invasion of Ukraine, if that's going to happen. I'm still not convinced that that's going to happen. Uh, uh, you know, we thought they were going to invade back in April, too. Uh, uh, I think you, Putin has larger objectives here. Uh, his real target. I mean, he definitely wants to take over Ukraine. He sees his strategic interests uh, in swallowing up Ukraine uh, is vitally important. But his bigger game here is the destruction of NATO. And he's actually starting to accomplish that under the weak leadership of Biden, because uh, uh, the NATO states are, are deathly afraid of having another big European war like World War II. 
they are aware of the escalatory possibilities, you know, that this could end up turning into a war against NATO and not just a war against Ukraine. Russia does have the military capability to just roll over the frontline NATO states and maybe go all the way to the English Channel if they wanted to. And uh, there are uh, NATO is already starting to fracture under the stress of this crisis. Uh, the strong man of Europe, Germany, which is the heart of European NATO, has already broken with the Biden administration. I mean, the mainstream press hasn't covered it that much. They have acknowledged that Germany has broken with the Biden administration, and they're not they're refusing to send arms to Ukraine to reinforce Ukraine. And that's because they don't want to stoke, stoke a European war. They don't want to stoke a Russian invasion of Ukraine. People say, the mainstream media are saying, well, that's because of, of Germany's dependence on Russian natural gas and petroleum, and that's partially true. But the real reason, the bigger and more fundamental underlying reason, is that Germany remembers that it was on the losing side of two world wars in the last century, and they remember what it's like to fight Russia. They remember their destroyed cities, the rape of their people, and the five to seven million dead. All Europeans remember what World War II was like. Their governments remember it. So, and, Dr. Uh, Pry, explain to us here real quickly, how does this impact the average American watching tonight? If the average American is watching the Lindell Report tonight and says, so what? How does this impact my daily life? Tell us how this impacts us here in America. Well, the least way that it's going to impact us, and this is being admitted by the Biden administration in Germany, is that it means that the gas and oil prices are going to go through the roof. And that's going to greatly increase inflation and the cost of everything. And it's being represented that that's the price we will pay for supporting Ukraine, Ukrainian independence against Russia. And I think that that's the most optimistic scenario. If uh, the Biden administration seeks to punish Russia in the means by the means that it's talking about, by imposing severe economic sanctions, for example, Russia is almost certainly going to massively retaliate with cyber attacks on U.S. critical infrastructures. In fact, last April, the last time we had a Ukrainian crisis, they uh, warned us, the Kremlin warned us, through unofficial spokesmen on, on world TV, that uh, Ukraine, Russia could demonstrate its power over the United States by blacking out Harlem in New York City, for example. They boasted. They, they, wait a minute. The you're saying, you're saying Russia, Russia boasted that they could black out Harlem to us. Well, not just Harlem. That was the smallest example. They said, or we could go hot bigger than that and black out the whole state of Florida, or we could go bigger than that and black out the whole United States and just basically end you as a civilization uh, by having a protracted blackout of your electric grid by means of cyber attack. And uh, so we are not, uh, uh, if, if this thing turns into a big war and Biden continues his reckless course of trying to involve us in a situation in which no vital U.S. national security interests are at stake. Uh, you know, this thing could escalate into a, into at least the cyber war. So let me let me just clarify this. The American people. Let it me just clarify more than that, Brandon, because Putin is conducting strategic nuclear forces exercises as we speak. So let me you know, hold, hold it. Let hold me, it. Hold it. Hold it. You mean you mean you mean Doctor Peter? The uh, you mean cyber cyber attacks are real? What? Sure. Uh, and two, two, two weeks after the uh, after Russia made those threats last April, they shut down the Colonial Pipeline that provided right. provides almost half of the gasoline and petroleum products to the eastern half of the United States. And 
you know, we suffered about a, a, a lot of pain at the pump for about a week. But the larger implication of what Russia was telling us by doing that is that they could cripple us militarily because our wet East Coast military bases depend upon that colonial pipeline to fuel our ability to project military power to NATO so that we could protect NATO or protect Ukraine if we so chose. Uh, let me my, ask you, my Dr. Point, my, point in, my point being there is that pipeline, when, you had that, when that cyber attack came there and they did that, I've used that for an example many times, that was only, it, it basically became a money thing. It's money. But when you do a cyber attack on an election, then the, uh, you lose your whole country. And, and it, it just baffles me that people, there's still people in our country going, what do you mean you could get through these election machines and that China could take our country that way? If Russia can hack our pipeline uh, at a moment's notice, uh, do people not realize that the age we're in is cyber warfare is, uh, and combine with, uh, you combine that with uh, uh, what China virus warfare, you got problems, right? Yes, uh, yeah. cyber warfare can actually... Uh, kill millions of people. Uh, you know, you can use a cyber attack to not just temporarily close down a pipeline. You could, you can blow up the pipeline by millions of cyber. You can co- cause electric grids to black out. And uh, we can't survive without our electric grid for very long. Uh, you know, we only have a, immediately our drinking water depends. Immediately you lose drinking water. The food supply starts spoiling in a few days. You know, we can only support a population of 330 million people because we're a high-tech modern society, we're an electronic civilization, and we need electricity to survive. You know, back before the electric grid, you know, uh, the pop, we have, a, as I said, we have a population of 330 million today. Before there were electric grids, like during the American Civil War, our population was 30 million. You know, that's, what, that's the size of a net population without electricity. So uh, this is a, a very, exist- it's an existential threat to us. And it could escalate beyond cyber attacks, you know, to nuclear EMP attacks, actual right. nuclear attacks. Russia and China are also strategic partners in this crisis. It's not just absolutely. about Ukraine. China yeah, is postured absolutely. to attack Taiwan. Uh, Iran and North Korea are client states of Russia and China. Uh, I keep thinking back about this to how World War I started. You know, a single bullet fired by a Serbian terrorist into the chest of Archduke Ferdinand exploded suddenly and unexpectedly into World War One. And four years later, you know, 40 mil- there were 40 million casualties because nobody anticipated that that single act, you know, of miscalculation, uh, you know, uh, in the little Balkans, you know, would explode into World War One. Well, Russian interests in Ukraine are far greater than the Russian interests were in Serbia. And the possibility for a nuclear World War III happening over this is extremely high. The possibility of something going wrong and war through miscalculation is extremely high. Even if Putin didn't want to invade, you know, the, the, the leaders on both sides, and especially since we have such bad leadership on our side and in the Pentagon now, uh, is uh, uh, the possibility of miscalculation is, is extraordinary. Uh, not only could these things escalate, but I think it's a near certainty that given the current imbalance of power between the sides, because much of your power depends on whether you have competent leadership, and we don't have that competent leadership, we would lose. We would lose because of the bad leadership on our side and because we're unprepared for cyber war or conventional war in Europe. 
or nuclear war. I want to go back to the one thing you said, Dr. Pry. You're saying that if Biden puts the sanctions onto onto, uh, Russia, as he's saying tonight, Russia has already said and stated before there would be a price to pay on the U.S. So what you're saying is this would likely start with the new way of warfare, the new way of warfare with the cyber attacks and blackouts. So you're saying Putin is not going to let us put a bunch of sanctions on him without at least maybe engaging in the new way of warfare against the U.S. homeland. Yes, yes. I mean, Putin has engaged in that new way of warfare in, in smaller harassing ways, if you want to call colonial pipelines small, if you want to call, uh, you know, the massive attacks that happened last summer against our private inter, inter, uh, private sectors, critical infrastructures is small. Uh, yeah, but he could go big. He, he actually, he has the, probably the capability to black out the whole country for a protracted period, as I said. As I said. Uh, so that's a, a, uh, for sure there'd be some kind of cyber attacks, just how, what the scale would be and how aggressive would be, well, they, you know, remains to be seen. He probably he probably won't want to do that right now, Brandon, because China already took our country in the in the ele- in the last election. So it's like uh, if they're in on this together, they're going. They don't have to do much because uh, they, China, CCP already took so, hacked into our election and took that. So you have this. Everything goes back. The the position win goes back to that the biggest crime in history, the November third election. Because if we had if we had leadership in there like our great president Donald Trump. This stuff would be stopped. We would be getting. We'd, we'd be. We would be already learning about our cyber. The cyber, right now. When I'm learning. When I've learned about cyber since uh, in the last year. I mean, it's like a. It's a whole nother world. And what they do, and what goes on there, and the world we're living in. That's a perfect example. We can never have machines or computers in an election ever again worldwide. Because uh, you take the, you could take the whole country, and then if you do have all these other things, um, I don't know the answer to that. Is you got like I say, you have cyber guys, good guys, cyber guys here that put all the protection on in this cyber warfare. Then you have the bad ones, and it's a constant, endless thing there. Um, it's uh, but if you take uh, if you do it in an election and you break through one time, you, you lose your whole country. Um, I don't. Uh, I mean, where where uh, where do you see the uh, solution to this, Doctor Peter? I mean, what what where do we go with this administration? Well, I'm sure this isn't isn't going to happen because the Biden administration has gone too far down this reckless path. But what they should do is what President Trump had planned to do, you know, which is to try to make peace with Russia and turn Russia into a strategic partner. You know, the uh uh. Putin uh, is smart enough to understand, I believe, that the biggest threat to him is China, not the United That's States right. and the West. Right. And and uh, and I and Putin was just waiting for President Trump to hit the reset button, so that the United yeah. States and Russia, Russian power and American power, could be joined in the new Cold War against China. But yeah. the Democrats, with their reckless policy and these false charges of Trump being Putin's puppet and all the rest made it impossible for the president to hit that crucial reset button and, and may have cost us a golden opportunity and has put up the whole West at risk because of their reckless, irresponsible charges about President Trump being a Manchurian candidate and all that. If President Trump had been reelected, 
you know, he wouldn't have to worry about that. And I think we wouldn't be having this crisis because then he would have done what he wanted to do. He could have reached out, made Russia a strategic partner, and uh, uh, Russia would value that relationship with the United States far more than picking up, you know, countries like Ukraine. That would, uh, uh, he wouldn't want to put the relationship with the United States at risk, you know, by, uh, by uh, violating the sovereignty of, of, of Ukraine. But and even if he did, we don't have vital interests in Ukraine, in Ukraine anyway. Our What's very interesting party. is that those, those politicians that were screaming about President Trump, Russia, 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 turns out from Peter Schweitzer and other information that they may have actually been doing the bidding of China to scream Russia, 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 to keep oh, President Trump, as you said, from making peace with Russia against China. So they may have been actually doing this to the benefit and at the behest of the people that were paying them. China? And, I, I'm, th- and I'm talking out loud here, okay? Uh, and I can't prove it. But when you consider how corrupt the Biden presidency is uh, and the fact that the U.S. has no vital strategic interests in Ukraine, so why is he doing it? Is the reason he's doing it is because the Biden family received millions of dollars from Ukraine. And so basically he's using the presidency like Biden incorporated, uh, you know, to to sell uh, influence and putting America at risk. You know, because he wants to continue that corrupt relationship uh, and receive Ukrainian dollars and dollars from other countries around the world. Because if Biden does nothing and just stands back, uh, you know, and doesn't put up some kind of a fuss on behalf of Ukraine, then the then the value of Biden Incorporated, its stock, as it were, would go down. And another another thing, and again, I'm just thinking out loud, since Biden has also received so much money. You know, uh, a, a humiliating disaster in Ukraine for the United States. I mean, the Biden policy is really, if our foreign and defense policy was being manipulated by China, I think that they'd probably be having Biden do exactly what he is doing, involving the United States in a, in a, in a, in a potential losing war and something that's certainly going to just end in a, up in a huge international humiliation for us. You know, uh, having us, putting us in the position of defending Ukrainian sovereignty, even while Russia ends up taking away Ukraine and occupying Ukraine like taking candy away from a baby, will un- will make the United States and NATO look like impotent, helpless uh, 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 states, uh, you know, and greatly decrease our credibility. Uh, in fact, even the, the, the attacking Ukraine, it will be the, it would be, it will be like Ukraine is the size of France. This would be like the fall of France in 1940. Uh, you know, some, and, and because we're involved in it and we have basically laid our cards on the side of Ukraine, it's our cards that will be taken off the table as a result of that. And our credibility will be lower than it has ever been in the history of, of since 1945. Uh, I think it I, I, I think it already I think it already is and I think everybody in the world knows that China made a deal with Biden to steal our country's election and and uh, I just think it's going to uh, as this unfolds and we get our country back through these uh, getting rid of the machines in our election I, I think it all I think this is all a big election deflection over there he would he would do that on purpose he wants to destroy our country he wants it he is in on it with China 
So what a perfect thing to go go against Russia over there. I mean, it's he's got uh, this is all China. I believe it's uh, CCP China behind it, and uh, and um, we've skipped right over to socialism to communism in our country, and we're in a race against time, and we have about seven months left to get this thing right and get these machines and computers gone out of our country and to sit over there to everything that's manifested out there it comes from november 3rd and if you uh um it's been i think uh, the biden administration was just a tool i think that i think you were right when you said china got to them uh, it, uh with the big russia hoax they were behind that they knew they were going to steal this election with them and uh that's where we're at so let me ask uh, you this dr Pryor. what what about taiwan as Mike's talking about China, while we're distracted with Russia, what are they going to do with Taiwan, China? Yeah, exactly. Well, Russia and China are strategic partners, and they have played war games together, including nuclear war games against the United States over Taiwan. They've uh, exercised together, like in Vostok 18, probably the largest military exercise in history. I think China and Russia plan out every move. They've talked together. They've planned out every move. Uh, they have probably maneuvered the Biden administration into into taking this step, uh, you know, suckered him in to this bad play. And maybe the president hasn't been suckered. Maybe he's doing it on purpose because he's, he's doing it on purpose. Not, no, we don't have to. He is doing it on purpose. He's in on it with China. He stole. They stole our country. He's yeah, not. A, well, he's not horrible. And I could say that on my show. Of course. What are they going to yeah. do? What are they going to do? Sue me? Is Dominion going to sue me again? Smartmatic? Right. Well, all you God criminals you out there show. that are watching, all you rotten media, corrupt media out there watching, they all watch our show here, Dr. Peter, all the bad media. And then they call me every day and they ask me stupid things like, how are you going to get pillows into Canada? I'm going to drop them in with parachutes. They actually bought that story. Did you see that? Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It really is. The Washington Post writes a two a two page article instead of worrying about Dominion and stuff that's happening to our country. Um, and instead, they write a two page article on will will a pillow will a my pillow hurt you dropped out of a helicopter falling at fifteen miles an hour. They concluded, no, you're very safe. So, no, that was nice. They concluded that, and then they said, as a safeguard, Mike's going to put little parachutes on him. Well, all I can say is. You know, God bless Mike Lindell, and God bless the Mike Lindell show. You've been a great patriot, sir, and your show is one of the last voices of freedom, of real liberty, where people can speak their minds and speak intelligently about what may be happening right. here. Even right. even Fox News doesn't permit talking about how the elections were stolen and what the implications are about that for our national security, how deeply right. penetrated our government might be and how manipulated it might be. So we're moving toward a catastrophe now, uh, you know, less a little over a year since we got uh, got Biden into office. Uh, this is uh, that's when Fox that's when Fox went silent on us. We badmouth Fox every night here on this show. Shame on Fox. They've done more damage to our country than all the bad media combined because we expected them to speak out. Just at least talk about the, you know, at least be a journalist. It's like being a weather channel doctor and you can't report tornadoes or hurricanes. You can report everything else, but you can't report the worst thing. The election or you can't talk about anything negative about the vaccines or therapeutics that work. You cannot do that on Fox. Fox is in on it. They're, 
They're criminals to our country. Period. Yes, I hope the Murdochs are watching. Right, and you know, and the Republican Party. Uh, almost, oh yeah, there you go. Them, I could go on and on about that too. Most of them are backing the Biden administration on these uh, on no. this suicidal Ukrainian. Are you policy. talking? Are you talking about Brad Rassenberger down in Georgia? I don't. That gentleman, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> we all do here on, on, on Lindale TV. No, they're all. You're exactly right. I could name in every state. There's a Republican obstructionist that's blocking the truth from coming out to the people. Uh, in and uh, it's disgusting. From governors like Ducey, I am talking about people like Lindsey Graham, for example. Well, Lindsey Graham is the worst. He's horrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Let's just forget about 2020. Let's move on. Lindsey, if you're watching, you're disgusting. Let's not not worry about 2020. Let's just move on. We all remember what you said on January 6th. Disgusting. Right. That's why I have... I have... the Republicans and Fox News keep talking about how we're going to take the country back in 20, uh, during the midterm elections and all the rest. Well, yeah. I'm not convinced that we're going to take the country back because I haven't seen any progress toward correcting the malfeasance and the cheating that happened during the well, 2020 election. Well, there, yeah, there, there has, Doctor. That's where the hope is here on Lindell, on Lindell TV. When you get off, watch the rest of our report tonight. If you watch this every night... There are great things going on. We are we have all we have about five different things. We're not counting on just one thing like the Supreme Court complaint that's going to get filed, which everyone's going. They're waiting out there. That's just to, to, so the states don't uh, use the same corrupt things they did in the 2020 election. But the machines are going to be gone. They're going to be gone. We're winning on that. And we're getting we're going county by county. All 3,000-some-odd counties in this country, including Alaska and Hawaii, I don't want to see a machine or a computer in this next election. And we've got a whole process that's been in place. I I was at six states in the last three days. We delivered uh, 50,000 affidavits right to Brian Kemp's uh, desk at the the Georgia Capitol. Uh, But we've got great things going on. You've got the declaration to decertify... uh, um, Arizona, you've got that going on in Wisconsin. Pennsylvania, they should pull down there. You realize that, Dr. Peter, Pennsylvania's got a law that you can't have more votes than voters? Have you ever heard such a thing? <laughs> no. I mean, and they turned in their electors with more votes than voters. And uh, it, just sh- so we, it shows how corrupt the system is. And you yeah, are really the embodiment of what the Federalist Papers, the, written by our founding fathers, were talking about. They were concerned in the Federalist Papers. You know, they tried to give us the best constitution and system of government that they possibly can, and and did. They did that, but they were aware that the Constitution is just basically a piece of paper, and if it doesn't exist in the in the hearts and minds of political leaders, you know that freedom will not last, and that would might come some day when the government would become so corrupt that the Constitution would be perverted. The electoral process would be perverted, and it would be up to the people to save liberty. And I'm afraid that that's where we have. And you, Mike Lendell, are one of the one of the leading people. You know, God bless you for what you're doing, because you know our freedom is at stake, and it's up to the people now. It's not up to the politicians. We don't have anybody in Washington. I mean, there's a, a few good conservatives, but the Republican Party, as a party, you know, is not going to make. Uh, make it happen is not going to achieve the reforms 
so that we can uh, get this country back on, a, on, a, on the right course through, through the electoral process, unless people like you succeed in what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you, no, Dr. And that, Price. And that's, why, and that's why, Dr. Peter, that's why over a year ago, on January 7th, that's the day they tried to take away our voice forever. Uh, they, that's when they took the president's Twitter, and they took over 1.2 million people deplatform around the world that day. They from from Zuckerberg's Facebook to Twitter to that, and Fox had already went silent on us about two, two months before that. So, but they didn't quite succeed, and that's why I say every single day we got we more and more people. You're getting the word out, just like the the day before social media. People, the word spreads. And, and, and it's, a, it's great the president saw True Social coming out uh, this month. We've got here at Frank's Beach, we've got a big connector, Frank Social coming up. We've got all these things that coming that to get the word spread more and more and more. And I tell people on this show every day, if you've got, I don't care how many people, like I, I'm on Facebook right now and there's only, they've, they've suppressed me to 1,000, but there's people out there on YouTube that are still on YouTube. If you've got, 50 friends, share with all of them. Tell everybody about the hope. And that's what we got to do. And that keeps, uh, and people have to hang on to that. And uh, we are we are winning. I could sit here and tell you, I spent six hours today with stuff coming out of Colorado, the biggest evidence where they deleted the whole 2020 election. And that second report came out. And the third one's coming out in two days. And this is, they're caught. Instead, they're completely caught. But We've had all the evidence for over a year, and if you can't get it out there, if no one's going to listen, if the media doesn't listen, you're going to lose everything. And uh, But just like in Canada, you look at them truckers up there, everyone's hearing all the bad things. Well, what that? You know what? You can go into Canada again. They drop these mandates. That's, that's a huge, huge thing that will be changed the world. I mean, the, to me, those are that was huge. Now, was it? did they get all their freedoms back? No. But they got the ones that they, you know, that they, uh, the biggest violation where people couldn't go into Canada or come into the United States with these crazy mandates. That you're having, Mr. Lundell, is another reason why Biden wants to get us involved in this Ukrainian crisis. Authoritarian states, and I do consider the Biden administration a, an authoritarian state, you know, yep. they're, 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 he's, he's basically a, in the phase of soft tyranny, heading toward hard tyranny. But, uh, but authoritarian states, oftentimes, when they can't solve domestic political problems and when they face a rising opposition from their own people, they'll, they'll get their country involved in a war so they can use that as an excuse to invoke martial law, emergency powers, so they can suppress the, the dissidents and crush the opposition to themselves. So let's hope we survive both threats from Ukraine, the, both the, uh, the, the threat that might come from a, a Russian cyber or even nuclear attacks that could happen as a result of the escalation of this crisis, and that our democracy survives uh, uh, oppression that might come from a Biden administration that, that may be wanting to get us involved in the Ukrainian crisis, not for our national security interests, but because of his own partisan political interests and his, his grasping desire to hold on to tyrannical power. Thank you, Dr. Pry, for being with us tonight on the Lindell Report. Well, thank you so much for having me, Brandon. Dr. Dr. Peter Vincent Pry, chairman of the EMP.
Commission and Task Force, Dr. Peter Vincent Price. You can check out his books, by the way, on Amazon. Just go to Amazon or any of your favorite places you order. Type in Dr. Peter Vincent Price. You'll find a lot of his books. His most recent one, Blackout Warfare. Blackout Warfare. Uh, so that's the big news tonight globally is what Putin is doing. And uh, we only intended to keep him a few minutes, but uh, it turned into a longer interview there, Mike. Yeah, well, it's... Uh I'm just watching Facebook comments here, and they're going, this is a big deflection, you know, all this stuff. You got, do you realize, Brandon, let's just think about this, everybody on Facebook and watching. What better thing to do than put a big distraction over there now and make this little war go on or whatever's going to go on? Because if everybody starts looking at that, everyone loses focus on the big thing, the election of 2022 and the election of 2020. And the, and the Biden crimes, that, and the Biden crime family, what they've been doing. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, and they're, Hillary. But, they're look, but yeah, but looking at that, the big criminals here are, I'm telling everybody, is China. They came in, they cyber attacked our country. Yes, they used the Democrats for this, and they used a lot of the Republicans. It does, we, if we don't fix our election of 2020 and fix it, it's over. You can talk about his leadership, what's going on all day long. It's actually everybody helping right now. How is it helping? Because you just heard it from Dr. Peter. The people need to say, you know what? Enough is enough. That's it. We need to get rid of the machines in the election. We need to drop these mandates. This stuff that's, granted, uh, if we don't, um, it's not going to be, it's not going to come from the Republican Party. It's not. They're sitting out there. He brought up a good point. Well, we're going to take back the house. No, you're not. You're not going to take back anything if these machines are still here. You think they're not going to go for the, they're on, we're on to them. They're caught. They're caught, everybody. We got to keep beginning and keep going down this track to get rid of the machines and get these laws changed in these states. That's how we get our country back. But we also have to, the politicians, that we're putting into place. I was just texting with uh, you know, um, uh, 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 someone with uh, Tim Rantham uh, they, that I endorsed for governor of, uh, of uh, um, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. And these are kind of politicians we need in place that have the people's back. Everyone that I've endorsed from Carrie Lake to Tina Peters, Secretary of State, to uh, Matt DiPerno, Attorney General of, uh, of um, Michigan. Um, Michigan. Michigan. Attorney General Ken Paxton of uh, of Texas, one of the great attorney generals in history, because what's common of all them? They're fighting for the election of 2020. If we, they know if we lose everybody, if we lose, if we lose that, if we don't address 2020 and get these all these things in place, it's over. It doesn't matter what happens. You can talk about anything you want. It's over. But we got great things going on. We just went around, Brandon. I was in six states, five days, and I'm telling you, every everywhere you go, it's the same. It's the same in Georgia, Ohio, uh, Florida, Texas, uh, your home state of Tennessee. I was there for like three days. I'm sorry I didn't get to visit, but I was there. But everybody says the same thing. You can't find, I don't care if they're a liberal or a Democrat, you see them on the street, they'll come up and they'll talk to me going, going, you know what, I believe you're right about this, you know, these things. I go, of course I'm right. But the reason they're saying I'm right, they want to believe that I'm right, 
or that we're right that election was stolen because even they don't want to see. They know this isn't even a normal government. All they got to do is look look to our north and see Trudeau. He's a good example. That's all that's in power now. Only, only you have Biden and everyone can make fun of his memory and all that stuff. He's just a puppet. Give me a break. You know what the evil that's behind that is so deep. It's re- it's it goes beyond anything, or they wouldn't have had all this power to destroy and threaten our country with all the people that are involved, the people that live in fear and don't speak out and didn't have the courage. Right. Because this run, the evil runs so deep, and the criminals run so deep. Wait, did, did anyone think to get our country back was going to be easy? I mean, I mean, when, you know, look what happened from from December of 2019. I said it in my speech, you guys. I did a speech. I was in. Uh, and we have some clips, uh, by the way. We have some clips of you in Ohio, Georgia, and Dallas. Whenever you want to play yeah, those tonight. Yeah. Well, let's just go through them, and I can tell you what each thing meant. If we if yeah. go through them, start, start with Georgia, and, I, and I'll give everybody kind of updates and tell everybody, you know, the, this this is where we're at in many places. So uh, the first one is Georgia, right? Yeah. This is one of you bringing in the ballots. Okay. Yeah. Let's check this out, everybody. Lots of those. But this isn't the first time, Steve, they tried to they tried to draw these affidavits and have the lawmakers listen to their concerns. The are this is the eighth up. time. They're here, pulling here up. They come. We got the vehicles here. They, uh, wow. It's, it's, they, uh, wow. They tried to stop them, but they, uh, hey, Steve, they, uh, we've got, uh, we've got the whole, all the patriots here. They're going to unload. I don't know how Ratzenberger figure out how to keep covering up the biggest crime in history, which, uh, in Georgia here, in Georgia here, you know, Ratzenberger is probably, you know me, uh, melt down the machines and put them behind bars. And I, the corruption in Georgia is absolutely the high, I think it's the highest in the country, starting with Rasselberg Camp, all of them. Where are they? We, they haven't listened. Steve, eight times these patriots have brought them, have brought them, uh, you know, sent them documents, sent them affidavits, everything else. They've never got an answer. Over 14 departments. Well, here they're going to bring them in now. As you can see behind us, I don't know if you can see that. You guys can come on. Yes, we bring can. They're bringing them in. You go sing up. Why don't you go here? Here they got them. I don't know. Do you want you? You want to? You want to talk to him? Yeah. Are you? Why don't we go to Chicago? Go ahead and head in. They're going to take him in now, Steve. They're bringing him in now. I now guess we're going to wow. Do you think Brian Kemp's at the door? Do you think Brian Kemp's there waiting for them at the door? We haven't been in there yet to see if they're going to let him in. Um, Brad Rasenberger's upstairs, going, "What do I do? What do I do? I better call something. I better figure something out." You know, he's probably on the phone with China right now. But that is a good question, Steve, about David Perdue because he's back on the ballot, and this should be a big concern for him. And he we're has following you, brother. That's okay. my we That's good. All right. Brandon, so, yep. so here, I want to tell everyone there. So the background of that is this: everyone knows that this. Let's just take Georgia. This is where we're at. This is Georgia has one of the biggest cover-ups of the biggest crime ever. I mean, this is Rassenberger, Brad Rassenberger, which I have brought up many, many times. Um, probably the, you know, what's, he will go down in history, one of the biggest criminals this country's ever seen, because he's covering up, he's covering up the biggest crime in, in history, he, not only just in Georgia, but in our country, you know, in down in Georgia, they have more evidence and more things that come out there every, with those citizens there, those are 50, 40 to 50,000 affidavits. And to 14 different departments, 
Brandon, and yep. and there was eight different times they sent them to him digitally and electronically, and they didn't get a response. You know, things like, hey, decertify Georgia. You have to. They have found so much. Remember the, uh, the all the um, cameras and the drop boxes that were felonies. They have a whistleblower. 242 people got $10 a ballot. $10 for fake these ballots just to stuff the box and har ballot harvest, which is a felony in Georgia. This isn't counting all the cyber crime. They've never done audits there. They've done fraudits. I mean, we've seen, everybody's seen the suitcases coming out up underneath the tables. It's over. They have all these counties where you have more votes than voters. And Brad Rassenberger, everybody, who is a Republican, Brian Kemp, who is a Republican, the legislatures controlled in Georgia are controlled by what? Republicans. So uh, let me tell you, everybody out there, the citizens said, hey, why are you Republicans? Um, you know, it's much less, you know, that you're Republicans, but just being people, why would you not want to look at all this and open up these machines? Why are you protecting this company called Dominion? Brandon, there's a case there called, the, it's a case against Rassenberger, and there's a Halderman report there that says Dominion machines are defective. And what did they do? They The judge held that for now for months and months, and this Professor Halderman is not a, a Trump supporter. He was a professor brought in to look at these for four or five months. He does his report and said they're the most effective things ever, and you can't use them. 16 states minimum, He's, you know, and but the judge froze them. So then here comes Brad Rassenberg, everybody. So Brad, when we brought in all the evidence, these, this other, these other guys worth, worked on for five months to get the cameras for the drop boxes. So he had two things Brad Rassenberger did. So all the evidence was brought in. They find it, it's smoke and gun. Everybody's on camera committing these felonies. It's hundreds of thousands of ballots, everybody. Dropped in these boxes, these Biden ballots, boom, put in there, $10 a piece they got. They bring them in, and here, Rassenberger says, I got this, I got this. This is about a month and a half ago. Don't worry, I got this. Why are you watching it, Brad Rassenberger? Why wouldn't it be your attorney general in Georgia, who nobody even knows where he is? He's gone Fox on the whole country. Who knows? I don't even know his name. Probably a Republican, Brandon. I guarantee he's probably a Republican. I'll, I'll look it up for you, actually. I'll look, look it that up. up. I guarantee, I'll bet you he's a Republican. You know, and he dove under, he went Fox on, on the state of Georgia. So Brad Ransomberger, the fox in the hen house, says, I'm going to look into this criminal activity. And what does he do, Brandon? He goes, he makes a statement saying, I'm going to get the Halderman report, tells the judge. You released that Halderman report. You know what he did? The, here come the feds came in and said, here, we're going to make Halderman and Dominion talk. Why can't the public ever see what's, what's, what's the criminal activity of a company called Dominion and the other crime family, Smartmatic, all this crime family? Um, and, uh, and Brandon, so all, these, all of these grassroots you know we have the cause of america everybody where we became a hub and i heard about these people in georgia that kept reaching out to their politicians whether they would have been democrat or republican turns out they're republican reaching out to these departments and never getting an answer brand not even an acknowledgement that they received it so i said you know what let's print out let's print out these papers we printed out all forty-five thousand or fifty thousand of them and delivered them you know where to right to Brian Kemp's office. 
Now, will they get a response? Will it do anything? No, but you know what? Maybe it won't. Maybe it will. I don't know. If they, I mean, if we haven't got a response yet that I know of, but isn't this, isn't this supposed to be government for the people? You know, and you just you sit back and you go, well, let's see. These are Republicans. They protected a company called Dominion, which, by the way, in Georgia has all Dominion. That's it. They have more Dominion. Brian Kemp bought $119 million worth of them in 2019, making deals with China every other day. They have more China ties, I think, than every other state. And here, and here um, you, you sit back and you look at that and going, why is this company, Dominion, getting protected by all these Republicans and a company like MyPillow gets attacked every day with 2,700 employees? Because why? Because we because because they're here, because they make their stuff in the US, in the USA. I mean, this is disgusting, Brandon. And by the so way, the uh, Attorney General of Georgia is Christopher Carr. He is a Republican, and he's been the Attorney General of Georgia since 2016. Wow, gee, Christopher Carr. You know what? Shame on you, Christopher Carr. You're disgusting. That you can't even come out, and you know, we don't. We didn't even know your name. What are you being an attorney general out there for? Do you have to? Do you have to kiss Brad Rasenberger's feet? Are you part of the crime family too? I'm going to call your name out every day. He's got to be part of the crime family because it doesn't make sense, Brandon. It doesn't make sense. Everybody, they want to kick the can down the road to steal our election, to steal our country, and we have one shot at this: get rid of them and hold all these Republicans and these criminals accountable, like Brad Rasenberger. You know, all remember every state, Brandon, every single swing state from there. When they say swing states, though, all the ones that Donald Trump, they say he lost, that he really won, are all Republican controlled. Every one of them. We skip on down to Arizona. What a shame they're sitting down there. They've worked so hard on that declaration to decertify uh, Arizona, and they're still sitting there. Karen Fan, you got uh, Karen Fan. Get the rest of the senators and the representatives, get them on board and get Arizona decertified. You've got, it's overflowing. You have all the reports. You have the evidence. You see the decertification. It's over. Pull you it know, down. Here's it's in a, our Constitution. This is interesting. I want to research it more, but the initial reports are that Carr supported legislation in Georgia to revise voting regulations. Carr was chair of the Republican Attorneys General Association, an organization that sent robocalls on January 6, 2021, urging supporters to march to Washington to dispute the certification of the election results uh, in which Joe Biden won. Carr resigned as chair of the organization in April of 2021 over his opposition to the robocall, saying he had a fundamental difference of opinion with others in the organization that began, quote, with vastly opposite views uh, uh, of the significance of the events of January 6th. So it sounds like he wasn't, he did not agree with the robocalls uh, with those other attorneys general resigned from that organization. 
So so say that again. What do what was his part? Is he on this? Is he is he with or against Brad Rassenberger, Brad? I, I would have to say it sounds like he would be in camp with him. That he did not want to come out and take a strong stand in regards to uh, the attorney Republican Attorney General's robocalls on January sixth about going to the Capitol, making your voice heard, because he resigns of that after the fact. Right. So, well, yeah, he, he, in other words, he's not taking a big, strong stand. <laughs> he, he he parted ways on that issue. It looks like That's, you know, and you know what? Those attorney general, you got you know, we got the movie. That movie coming out, um, Mule, to, you know, the Mule movie by Dash. Uh, but you know what? I hope uh, I hope everyone will get to see that. Um, I'm actually going to be calling him and seeing. Uh, I hope they're not going to charge. Maybe obviously they cost money to make a movie. But I'm going to be talking to him and saying, you know, what could it be where people could people need to see that movie and they need to see it. And uh, and I don't know how the you know, that needs to be seen by everybody like absolute proof was. Um, but what we have, uh, you know, you're in Georgia and the, here's Georgia's hope, everybody. It doesn't lie with Brad Rassenberger. He's a criminal. He's proven that criminal. Period. Brian Kemp, criminal. The legislatures that are there, which we should list off every one of their phone numbers, which we will. We're going to get to that part. Everyone, if you know a legislator in uh, Georgia, if you know if you know them and you have their phone number, their cell phones and stuff, there's your hope right there. They need to decertify Georgia. Put a bill up. Get it down. Now. They need to get it down. The other thing in Georgia, everybody, when we were there, this is very disturbing. I want everybody to listen to this in Georgia and around the country. This is what they're doing. Not only is Dominion and stuff going around and deleting the 2020 election, which they're caught, by the way, but in the state of Georgia, remember, everybody, we're going around to every county in the country, and we're going there, and we're getting the people that make the decisions of buying to use the machines or not, Brandon. So the county commissioners, and we got, and we say, hey, look what happened in your county. We know you didn't do it. You're a great commissioner. Oh, you're top notch. Okay, right? But we say, here we have a paper system. We have the new system. It's paper on steroids. The most, the most awesome voting system in history. That's that's it. Period. It is. There's nothing better. Yeah, it's hand counted, hand done. But you also combined camera technology. You combine modern technology with a hand count. It's the best thing I've ever seen. And believe me, there's, this has been gone over that when it was developed by the best in the world. Now, you say to that county commissioner, those machines over there are defective. Coming, to a, coming soon near you. Yes, they're going to be deemed defective. They already are by the Halderman report that's sitting down in Georgia itself that says they're defective. They're defective because they can't give a fair election. They were built to steal elections. You know what Rassenberger did, everybody, in the state of Georgia? And I, you know, I don't care. Fact check it. This is what the citizens told me. He made a thing there where he alone, Brad Rassenberger alone, decided for the whole state you have to use Dominion machines. You don't get to use paper or anything else. Brad made that decision. This is what I heard. Now, do those, now I got to ask my lawyers, now do those commissioners have standing saying we don't want to use those machines, we want to use paper? 
we're going to sue you, um, sue you, Dominion. We're going to sue whatever. Do they have standing to not to say, well, no, we're not going to use that because the citizens of our county do not want it? Not according to Brad. He made an illegal law. That's what I think. But we won't know that because his attorney general probably let him do it. These are all the illegal things that we're going to. You guys, think about that. Brad Rassenberger in the state of Georgia has a dictatorship tyranny control over Georgia, which, by the way, affects what? The whole United States of America, which affects the whole world. That one guy can do, did so much damage to our country, Brad Rassenberger. I mean, the guy will end up in prison and, 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 uh, and raised he should be. But I'm just telling you that what they're doing, what they're trying to do, Brad, is change laws now to steal our election again and not even make it even more so. Everyone's worried about, oh, the mail-in and all these other stuff that they did, but they're doing other stuff too. I'll give you, we've all talked about Attorney General of Texas, everybody. The great Ken Paxton, who I endorsed, he did, he saved Texas single-handedly before the before the 2020 election because he fought the changes that uh, these other states did illegally. 12 cases he won. 12. He won all 12 to save the state of Texas, or they were going to save Texas. Remember, they took 1 million votes out of Texas, everybody, second highest in the nation, only to California. 1 million more Donald Trump votes he had in Texas. They couldn't find enough uh, enough uh, phantom voters to steal the whole state. That was thanks to Ken Paxton. Now, I'll tell you another thing. What they just did recently in Texas, they took away the attorney general's power to prosecute only one crime, Brandon, election crime. Now, why would you do that? And you know who did that? Republican judges. Do we have their numbers and stuff that we can put there up again as a call to action? This is so important to our country, you guys. Everyone needs to call them. This needs to be reversed. Which numbers again, Mike? Well, we could do that. We could do that. I want to move on because I want to tell about, I want to go move over to Ohio. I, we, we'll come back to Texas. So up in Ohio, you guys, I get up to Ohio and um, I did an event up there in Ohio. And by the way, I took... Um, we don't, have, we don't have, for some reason, we don't have a clip of Ohio, but we do Dallas. That's fine. I just, okay, well, we're going to talk about Ohio. So I was with Emerald Robertson, you guys. She's coming over here. She's from, came from Newsmax because Newsmax didn't like what she was saying. Um, you know, I uh, I happened to call the vaccine on the plane, the mark of the beast. And she said, that's what, that's part of the reason that they let me go. You know, my opinion, I think it's right out of the Bible. Mark of the beast. That's what I think. You know, or at least just leading to that. And you don't have to go too far, Brandon, to go over to Australia to see when it manifested to. If that's not Mark of the Beast over there where you can't do anything without your mark going in there, even though it's not on your skin, you have to bring it with you, your little tab. And and I want to tell everyone this. With that, in, in Ohio, um, I talked to, I talked to uh, pol some politicians there. And... One of the things I heard, and I want everybody out there to really listen to this. If you're going to, if you go to a politician, if a Republican, and you say, you ask him these two questions. Did Biden win or was this election stolen? If they say, no, or yeah, he won, eh, wrong, you're out. 
And, and, and then you got to ask them this. If they say, well, yeah, of course the election was stolen. And if you say, um, do you think it, when, uh, uh, it happened in this state? Or do you think it was, uh, do you think, it, and they say, well, no, it didn't happen here because it didn't happen in Ohio because Donald Trump won Ohio. Brandon, do you know I've heard that in there? I've heard it by politicians in Missouri. We know I heard it in Alabama from John, John, um, John Merrill, the Secretary of State, by the way. Isn't it funny that Secretary of State, there seems to be a theme of corruption with Secretary of States, or at least at least you can't explain it. You know. By, by the way, while you were talking, I was doing a little more research on the Attorney General of Georgia. Turns out Vote, uh, vote voter Georgia, which is uh, our buddy uh, um, Garland Febrito's group, they have a press release, and I've seen other articles about it. Court rules to unseal Fulton County mail-in ballots. Third victory for voter Georgia in ballot inspection on Friday. Henry County Superior Court granted voter Georgia petitions the right to inspect Fulton County mail-in ballots that have been in question since the November 3rd election. That includes a high-resolution 600 DPI grayscale needed to conduct a full forensic inspection. The court upheld petitioners' constitutional rights despite an opposing abacus brief from the Attorney General Chris Carr and Secretary of State Brad Rasenberger seeking to stop the inspection. The brief, right. the brief was found to have false claims, blah, blah, blah. But what they wanted to do, they wanted to have the authentication of the ballots uh, because they didn't have, I guess, folds and creases and things in them. And right. uh, things were not normal. But who, you know, who, went, who was involved in this briefing to stop it? The AG of Georgia with the, AG, the Secretary of State. Chris Carr. Now, this, this is what I'm telling you, everybody. This is what's going on. in the. Remember what I told you? This was my speech in Dallas. In my my speech in, or in, in um, yeah, I think it was Dallas or Houston, wherever it was. Dallas, I guess. Um, what I said there, I went back to the thing is, a year ago on January 7th, they tried to turn the lights out on the world, took away our great president's Twitter. And they deplatformed 1.2 million people around the world. They tried to take our, our voice away. Well, right now, there's a perfect example, everybody. You just heard it. In Georgia. Now, think if everybody in this country knew about this. The judge just ruled for the citizens that you get to go look at this. And who opposed it? The, these Brad Rassenberger, a Republican, and Chris Carr, a Republican attorney general. These guys are in on it. They're criminals, period. They're criminals. Because otherwise you would say, why would we oppose the citizens want to see our right to look at this vote and look at these machines and see what we and see it for ourselves and go, eat, sorry, Georgia, there was crime and we need to fix it. And then and then you know what, Brandon, on the same thing, let's skip over. This is in every state. Let's skip over to Wisconsin with good old Robin Voss. This came up too did you, on our on our trip. We talked a lot about Robin Voss, the biggest obstructionist in Wisconsin that ever came about. He's a Republican, I believe. He's Speaker of the Representatives. What do they call that? Yeah, he's, he's uh, the Speaker. He's the Speaker of the House in Arizona. No, no, no. Robin Voss. Oh, is oh in Voss Wisconsin. is Wisconsin. Wisconsin Speaker of the House. Robin I'm sorry. Voss. We're going to get down to rusty, corrupt Bowers in Arizona in a second. <laughs> Robin Voss in in Wisconsin. Everybody in Wisconsin. You have the great Tim Rathman, who I, who I endorsed for to run for governor. He's been fighting. He was he went and said, you know what? 
let's get de- let's decertify Wisconsin because they have all the evidence. They have all the evidence against the criminal felony evidence against the WEC, the the WEC they call it in Wisconsin. Who, by the way, let Dominion come in and delete the stuff there too with the trust to build, or or at least they attempted. Now, Robin Voss, here's a he hires a, this Gableman or tells Gableman this ex judge who I met. I met Voss, big old Voss, going, oh yeah, oh, oh, boy, I got I got her going on here in Wisconsin. No, Robin Voss, you're a disgrace to our country. Uh, the one of the big, you're right with Rassenberger. We don't know why would you do it, Voss. Why would you try and stop this? You know what he said, Brandon, in the last week? He said, there is no constitutional way to get this decertified. Yeah, we have that on audio. On audio, we have that. Well, you know what, Brandon? I guess every other lawyer, constitutional lawyer in the country, our forefathers, that's why you have a constitution. That's why when you turn in your electors, you have rules that you have to do it. And you can pull them back if there's mistakes made. Do you think crime doesn't override? Anything, there's a four-year statute of limitations on election crime. Every single official in the United States history where they found crime was put back in. That person was put back in. Check it out. And you you can't, you got Pennsylvania that turned in more. They turned in more votes than voters, and they still turned in their electors. You got going on in Pennsylvania. You know who's covering it up in Pennsylvania? Republicans, everybody. I don't even have all their names yet. I'm going to get them. The guys that fight over there, you know what they do when they fight? When people fight for us as Republicans, like Tim Rathman did, they take away Bob and Voss, away his staff. They did the same thing to in Pennsylvania to people fighting there. And then we and then we head down to, uh, let's head down before we run out of timer, let's head down to Arizona. Did you know, you guys, just to tell you what our Republicans... I gotta finish this part here. I know I'm hearing the music. Christy Nobbs and and governors from around this country, they put a thing out to bind enter to dough to take away all these mandates, to take away all these things between the United States and Canada. You know, of all the Republican governors and stuff, guess who didn't sign it? Doug Ducey. Shame on you, Doug. You're a double criminal. You're up for criminal of the year. You know. And by, right with Rusty Bowers, your right-hand man that's blocking stuff in Arizona. Last thing I'm going to say is, Darren Ban, get that decertified. Help out the people of Arizona. We know you got it in you. Get it decertified now. That's the Worldview Report with your host, Mike Lindell. No, that's the Lindell Report. That's not the Worldview. That's the Lindell Report. I'm sorry, report. Lindell Report. And everybody, sorry. I'm going to get into the Worldview Report. Use the promo code L77 to save on all the products. This is what we're using the money for. And uh, thanks, Brad. Thank you. The Lindell <laughs> Report. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Thanks for watching, folks. Take care. You're watching Lindell TV. <laughs>